0: We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for November 11th, 2012. And switching gears a little bit, but kind of along the same lines is what we were talking about. Next report is entitled Court Upholds Law That Could Imprison Pastors for Preaching Biblical Doctrines. This is a whole other can of worms I haven't even mentioned yet. Uh, In 2009, President Barack Obama signed the Hate Crimes Prevention Act into law, which only protects people like, you know, uh, particularly the gays, the the transgender, bisexual, lesbian, perverted crowd. That's typically what it really protects. It doesn't do anything to protect a Christian. You can say whatever you want about Christianity, but it's only going to protect, like, Muslims... So that they can, you know, bring in Sharia law and, and the gays and lesbians, and, and they're, it's just going to have to ban the Bible eventually. Because the King James Bible, there's a lot of things in there that speak on these issues, and um, uh, this is where it's all coming. The law was, or going I should say, the law was pushed by every gay rights organization in the country. So you know it's wicked. They claim that anyone who says anything negative about homosexuality is guilty of bullying them and therefore constitutes a hate crime. And Again, they can say whatever they want about Christianity. They can shove that down our throat all day long. That's all perfectly well and good, but we need to keep our mouth shut and just submit to the uh, basically Sodom and Gomorrah crowd, which is essentially what we're talking about. And you look at what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, God killed every one of them. That's what he thinks about homosexuality and bisexuality and transgenderism and Lesbian, you know, that's what God thinks about it. He's the same today, yesterday, and forever. So, in the the Old Testament, it was a death sentence. If you were caught man with man, woman with woman, woman, it was a death sentence. And in the the New Testament, the Bible talks about in Romans 1, those that are, you know, men burning after men, women burning after women, meaning their lusts, burning after one another, and then being turned over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, meaning proper. You know, so they're they' uh, they're turned over to a reprobate mind so it's then it goes on to say under the strictest definition of the law, any biblical preaching against sin in general, especially that of homosexuality, could be considered hate language and therefore a hate crime if convicted of the felony offense a person could spend as much as ten years in prison so this is what's there you know obviously Obama would aggressively be trying to push this as well. Ten years in prison for speaking the biblical truth. You know, so, you know, it's not a perversion of justice or anything, no. In 2010, the Hate Crimes Prevention Act constitutionality was challenged in court by American Family Association of Michigan, along with several Michigan pastors. The pastors and AFA of Michigan's President Gary Glenn actively preached against homosexuality and that it was a sin, according to their Bible, They saw the Hate Crimes Prevention Act as a violation of their constitutional rights for free speech and religion. Their federal lawsuit was filed against U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder. Uh, Later that year, Holder filed for a dismissal of the lawsuit on the grounds of standing and ripeness. Standing and ripeness are legal terms that have to do with their legal ability to file the suit for future circumstances that may or may not ever happen. A federal district judge granted holder's request and dismissed the lawsuit. Again, the court systems are totally rigged um, and corrupt, for the most part. The dismissal ruling was appealed to the U.S. Court of Appeals, Sixth Circuit, by Robert Muse, senior counsel and co-founder of AFLC. Muse argued this case in court in January of this year. The Sixth Court... Also dismissed the case, claiming the plaintiffs did not have proper legal standing to challenge the law. They'll always come up with some garbage lie, uh, the court system. Uh, David Yashalmi, another senior counsel and co-founder of AFLC, offered this statement criminalizing religious opposition to homosexuality while elevating those who engage in homosexual acts to a protected class under federal law is a clear violation of the Constitution and a frightening abuse of federal power. This week, the AFLC took steps to have their case heard before the U.S. Supreme Court by filing a writ of uh, Satori... Satori... I don't know... They are asking the high court to review the lower court's decisions. Um, Certiary. Certiary. Okay, that was the correct term. They are asking the high courts to review the lower court's decisions to dismiss the case that challenges the constitutionality of the hate crime laws. If the Supreme Court rejects the request to hear the case, which they probably will, then the Hate Crimes Prevention Act may well be used against anyone that says or does anything That a homosexual deems offensive or hurts their pride or self-esteem. So I mean. I mean, you're going to have to make a choice at some point in the thing. Either you lay down and you give in and you capitulate to Satan. Or you just bow up and, you know, leave the consequences to God, essentially. You know, this is what it's coming down to. So, pastors in churches across the country could find themselves facing 10 years in prison for preaching God's word. Because the 501c3 corporate church has largely remained silent regarding these types of matters and issues and done nothing, and let's face it, they've got millions and millions of people that could have been up in arms, you know, going all the way back to Roe versus Wade, going all the way back to them taking prayer out of public schools. You know, this is when a lot of this garbage started. A lot of it started when the church yoked up with the government through their 501c3 corporate status and got yoked up with the IRS. And spiritually, the church, you you can't serve two masters. You can't have two heads. The IRS and the government literally gives these churches the right to exist under this 501c3 corporate charter. So they're beholden to them. I mean, if you have something that creates something, it can destroy it. It can take it away. And again, this is why the churches, in large part, have become so gelded and inept and and just powerless because of that one issue, not to mention their perverted Bible versions that they're reading that don't have any power. We talked about that the first part of this teaching. So it's no wonder that all this stuff has happened. This is just a logical conclusion to what was started back when the church yoked up with the government, you know. And they'll allow everything in the church, and we're going to look at that a little bit later. <laughs> oh, I got some real doozies of stories to report on. Anyway, um. So the pastors now in churches across the country could find themselves facing 10 years in prison for preaching God's word. The Hate Crimes Prevention Act prevents perverted, the perverted gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender crowd from having their feelings hurt. But it does nothing to protect Christians from having someone like a homosexual degenerate, uh, degenerate uh, force their beliefs and teachings down our throats. They will still be allowed to say what they want about Jesus Christ or anyone that follows him, that... The, the, uh, you know, the gays. And that won't be considered hate speech, though. No, that's fine. That's fine and dandy, cotton candy, okay? So they can say anything they want about us, but we, you know, need to just keep our mouths totally shut about them. is what these laws, these these unjust, evil laws from the pit of hell are telling us. You know, again, and you have to say, well, if the law of the land contradicts the word of God, what do we obey? Well, I would rather obey God than man. You know, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, regardless of the consequences. So, but tell someone that the Bible says homosexuality is a sin against God, and you could go to jail. This, ladies and gentlemen, is Obama's agenda, and now that he is reelected, it will only get worse for us Christians. It will be the first time in our nation's history that Christians will openly and legally be persecuted. That is what is coming in spades in the next 4 years. Guaranteed. It's already enacted. It's all it's just a matter now. He wouldn't have wanted to have implemented that before he got reelected. The timing wouldn't have been right. Now he's in for another 4 years, the gloves are going to come off. So, more articles that back this up. Um, There's a link here. Arizona man sent to jail for holding Bible studies at his home. Another one, family faces fines for hosting Bible study. Another one, pastor sentenced to two years in prison for teaching that parents should spank their children. Goes on and on and on. Next article. Christians arrested for preaching in New Orleans after sunset. Police vow to target churches next. These are excerpts from this article from... uh, Christian News Network, from 9-15-12. I just want to read this to you. A pastor and five members of his ministry team were arrested September 14th in New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, for preaching on Bourbon Street after sunset. Bourbon Street is located in the French Quarter and is most well-known for its preponderance of bars and strip clubs. It is the center of nightlife in the city and also a tourist attraction during events like Mardi Gras and the Southern Decadence Festival which are known for featuring lewd acts in the streets, and a gigantic homosexual um, stronghold, I guess you'd say. Also, the voodoo capital of the United States. I mean, you know, New Orleans is just about as bad as it gets. Uh, Bond called the area his mission field, as he has been preaching there since 1996. Hmm. Okay, continuing... Um, He said he engages in evangelistic activity in New Orleans at least three times a week. Then he said Jesus saw the multitudes and was moved on compassion with them. Similarly, he has given us a love for the city and the people here. This was Pastor Troy Bond who stated this. He goes on to then state, would I be willing to go through somebody tossing a beer in my face or cursing me out to reach somebody? He said yes. I mean, God bless this guy. He outlined that last night was typical of most nights as the group began sharing Christ with the crowds. We had our crosses set up. The one young man that works with us named Logan was sharing the gospel. He explained to the Christian News Network. And then some of the girls were talking to others. Bond said that as the preacher went forth, a sergeant with the New Orleans Police Department approached. And so Bond asked him what was the matter. He said there was an ordinance against aggressive solicitation. And you were under arrest. No warning, no nothing. And he recounted, they began to handcuff Logan and said, we're going to cuff you guys so you can't take off. I swear, I mean, unbelievable, this unbelievable treatment. Bond said then, as the incident unfolded, he heard the sergeant give the order, quote, be sure to find out what church they are with because we are going to go after these churches. End of quote. This wonderful... God-loving sergeant is going to make sure that he's going to, Nazi-like style, intimidate as much as he possibly can. You know, they're going to go after that, or whatever. And then he said, it kind of chilled me, he stated, well, that's exactly why he said it. And then he goes on to say, are we a threat preaching Jesus? No, I kind of like to think we are holding back darkness, end of quote. Bond explained that one of the women that was arrested named Kelsey was saved during their outreach at Voodoo Fest last fall. Voodoo Fest. I mean, can you imagine? So, um, like I said, it's the voodoo capital of the United States. And now goes out with a group to share Christ with others. The young lady had come by one night who was working at one of the strip clubs. He recounted some something spoke to her and said, get out of there. And then she gave her heart to Jesus that night. She took... She's just a totally changed person. She's a new creature in Christ. There's a lot of Kelseys out there that are just looking for some, somebody in a dark place, Bon added. So many of the girls are hooked on drugs, abusive situations, and backyard prostitution. After the ministry team was placed under arrest, they were all marched down to the precinct house where they were held for one hour. Bon and the two others were charged with violating the ordinance. The others, including the women, were not processed. And here's the link to the story or the actual source. So, what does the Bible say about these types of things? Well, Psalm 94, verse 16 and 20 says, Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Or who will stand up for me, meaning God, against the workers of iniquity? God's asking this question. Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee, which frameth mischief by a law? Which is all that we're talking about today. Framing mischief or evil or lawlessness by a law. You know, um, Isaiah 59, 14 and 15 says, And judgment is turned away backward. This is a great, great example of what we're talking about today and overall. And judgment is turned away backward. And justith, justice standeth afar off. Meaning there's no justice there's no true judgment. Judgment is good. Righteous judgment is key in a godly society. Oh, no, no, judge not lest ye be judged. We don't judge anything. Yeah, we just leave everything alone and we just let the world deteriorate and go to pot and do nothing. We don't act like salt and light, no. We don't, we don't want to do any of that stuff. We don't want to do anything to push back evil or expose it. We just want to let it fester and get really, really bad and do nothing about it. That's what we're called as Christians to do, right? Well, God loves righteous judgment, Period. Judge not, lest ye be judged. You have to read that verse in its context. It was regarding a hypocrite who had a beam in his own eye and was judging the speck in his brothers, which was hypocritical. That's when you judge not, lest ye be judged. It even said, "Judge, uh, remove the beam out of your own eye so you can judge the speck in your brothers. Okay, Jesus said, judge righteous judgment. Okay, He who is spiritual judgeth all things. I, these are all Bible verses. In the New Testament. okay, And if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. We need to judge ourselves against the word of God essentially every day. Usually several times per day. So, in Isaiah 59, 59 verse 14, in, in the context of this verse, and judgment is turned away backward, and this would be exactly like America. True judgment. And justice, stand at the far off. I mean, a preacher trying to hold back evil, trying to win souls... It, that's not justice who gets arrested. That's that's the opposite of justice. Okay? For truth is fallen in the street. Absolutely. Here they are on the street preaching truth. Truth is fallen in the street. You know? They're framing mischief by a law. An ordinance. An unjust, ungodly, anti-biblical ordinance or law. Like I said, and there's just, I just saw this article um, that just came up as I, I took a break between the last study, and it just come up on Judge Report, and it's entitled 6,125 proposed regulations and notifications posted in the last 90 days by the Obama administration, which averages out to 68 per day. There's, and again, like I said in the last teaching, there's no way you cannot be breaking the law all the time now. It's impossible. And they want to design it that way so that you just feel like an absolute, total, caged rat with no place to turn other than to give in and give up. And I'm telling you to do the exact opposite. I'm telling you to fight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and not give up. And don't let this stuff intimidate you, no matter what the cost. I mean, this is unbelievable. 90 days, it has posted the regulations.gov website. Regulations.gov, governmental website. 6,125 regulations and notices in the last 90 days, an average of 68 a day. It's just, it never ends. You know, And so, again, this is all just to hem us in and to make us feel totally helpless, but the Lord Jesus Christ is on the throne, ever making intercession for the saints. Period. That's who we look to. I don't care what's going on about all this other garbage. I mean, yeah, we care, but it's like we have to keep our eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Period. Okay? And and all of this other stuff is just lies, really, is what we're dealing with. So... Going for, forward here, truth has fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Equity, things that are equitable and fair, cannot enter. None of this sounds fair, does it? <laughs> that we're talking about today—it sounds the exact. That's the opposite of equity. You know, now you don't think of like equity in your house. It's not that term. It's equal, fair, balanced. Next verse: Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth. From evil, maketh himself a prey. This is where we're at. If you want to depart from evil, the more you have it purposed in your heart to depart from evil, the more you are going to be in direct violation with all of these ordinances, all of these mandates, all of the things coming from the United Nations. You're going to be in absolute direct violation with all that. Because it's all unrighteous garbage and lies and evil that they're trying to impose on us. So this is this is the state of that we're in, and particularly in the next four years with Obama. He that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey, like a prey, like like um, it's p r e y, not p r a y. Like okay, an animal is stalking his prey. That's what it's in reference to. And again, the the devil is like a roaring lion seeking about whom he may devour, and this is the, he's trying to put us in a position where we'll be much more easy prey, because there's all of these unjust laws and rules and mandates and ordinances, and now United Nation treaties on the book, so we become a prey by virtue of all the unrighteous garbage they're trying to impose on humanity. And how does the Lord feel about all this? And and it said, and the Lord saw it. All the stuff I just mentioned. And the Lord saw it. And it displeased him that there was no judgment. Now this ought to, uh, anybody that's saying, judge not lest lest ye be judged. (laughs) How do you justify this? It displeased him there was no judgment. True righteous judgment. So again, this is where we're at now. We'll just report on a couple things there. Now, this is where we're going to really get crazy today, okay? My comment in the for the next part here, okay? Meanwhile, um, let's see here. Meanwhile, the 501c Corporate Church of America is hard at work fighting the aforementioned tyranny, literally willing to lay down their lives to fight this evil. And the following reports are solid proof of this fact. Okay, so I'm prefacing the next part. Okay, by that statement I just read. Okay, so here we go. Life Church, Life Church presents Pagan Week, live bands, beer tents, biker fest, tattoos, tattoo, uh, t- tattoos, um, reggae fest, psychic fair, pirate fest, Renaissance fair, and poker run gambling and much more debauchery. Now this is a church that is probably preaching a very similar teaching that I'm doing today, obviously by what we're seeing, they're allowing into their church. Obviously they'd be right on board with me, and in fact they've invited me to this so that I can actually man the beer tent, and um, maybe be like the, marshal, uh, the grand marshal for their biker rally, and I can operate the tattoo gun. Cause I'm, you know, I, I was a tattoo artist in a former life. I don't know if you knew that. Anyway, just kidding. And maybe I can don a reggae, like a Rastafarian wig, and, and man the reggae fest. Maybe be, you know, commander in chief of that. I could also maybe scry a crystal ball at their psychic fair. I'm kind of a guest psychic type of deal, you know. And then I could, I could get real pagan and and go to the Renaissance fair because that's really what the Renaissance fairs are. They're occultism. It's it's a huge recruitment to. Recruitment tool into the occult Renaissance fairs are well known for that, and then we could go finish it off with a little bit of gambling. I could dress up like a pirate too, which would be fun because pirates are always associated with good things. you know they just basically pirates in the uh, Caribbean and these types of things is well known basically the, usually the way they 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 rolled would they board a ship? Kill every single man and woman. Now, if they were pretty women, they would take them so they could have their way with them, and then they would kill them when they were done with that. Kill every man, woman, and children uh, eventually, and then rob the ship. That way, there are no witnesses. So they had a captive audience. So there's some, the pirates are somebody we, sh- we definitely should be emulating. And um, then we could, you know, finish it all off with a poker run gambling tournament, you know, where we bet money and stuff like that. So I give you all the, the details here. This is on Craigslist. And this isn't a joke. This is real. And so Life Church, and so you can check that little link out. Now, what does the Bible have to say about these types of things? Well, I thought these couple verses or a few verses kind of sum things up. Second Peter two, seventeen through nineteen, these are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever. Life Church and all other churches of your ilk. I speak to you, for when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lusts of the flesh. This is exactly what they're doing. They have got every wicked, evil, ungodly thing. The only thing they didn't have was a gay day at this church, which I'm really surprised. You know, why didn't they they have a transgender, uh, uh, like, cross-dressing party? You know, I mean, that would have been like the cherry on top of the satanic Sunday. That's all they would have really needed, you know? So they allure through the lusts of the flesh. They couldn't have hardly done anything to try to allure more through the lusts of the flesh, through much wantonness, like iniquity. Those that were clean escape from those who live in error. The Bible's saying, "Don't, don't go to these things. D- escape from these things because they're like a snare." While they, while they. Churches like this Life Church promise them liberty. Oh, we'll promise you liberty. Sure, you could do this. You could come here. And you could act like the devil. You could totally. You can act worse than the world. In fact, we're going to let you in, indulge in every debauchery and sin you could imagine. Hopefully, they'll have a prostitution tent set up back too. I mean, I think that would really that in the whole gay day thing that would really really top things off. They probably have that going off off site, but they couldn't probably advertise that. So while they promise them liberty, this kind of worldly secular liberty. They themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, the same is he brought into bondage, in bondage. So this is what we're dealing with here. Now, Proverbs 17, verse 15, which is very apropos regarding the subject. He that justifieth the wicked, which is what they're doing when they would hold events like this. He that justifieth the wicked, and he that condemneth the just... Even they are both an abomination to the Lord, especially when it goes on in the church. <laughs> That's a double abomination, I would imagine. And then Isaiah five twenty woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, which is exactly what we're dealing with here. So um, now let's segue into the next part where we have the ultimate Christian Christian quote Christian music vacation, which is how this is being built. The, the, that's the exact wording. Come celebrate Illuminati style at Walt Disney World with your favorite Christian rock bands like Casting Crowns, Mandisa, Building 429, and many, many more. So here I got the ad. I had a listener send me this. I've already got my plane flight TSA. I can't wait to get my TSA full, full body scan. I'm not going to opt out. I'm going to go for the scan and I'm going to go for the pat down. And Me and my daughter both. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. We're going to do it satanic style. You know what I mean? We're going to go all the way. No, I'm just kidding, obviously. But here it is, right off their website, right at the very top. The first word you read is illuminate. Like Illuminati? Just a couple words off. Family music vacation. July 28th to August 3rd, 2013. So there's plenty of time. For you all to get your plane tickets booked like me, and and get your reservations ready, and we can all make it a big, maybe contending for truth uh, day, you know, like trip together, and and I can get apostate, and you can get apostate, and we can all be heretics together, and and be debauched, and you know, it'll be fun, it'll be good, you know. So anyway, just kidding. And so it's the ultimate Christian music vacation. I, I can't be anything but sarcastic when I talk about this because it's, it's just unbelievably maddening. It's the ultimate Christian music vacation. Here it is. The bookings are beginning November 12th. So tomorrow, make sure, make sure you're on the phone early tomorrow morning to reserve your spot because they're going to go like hotcakes. I'm telling you, these spots are limited, guys. Okay, this is an inside tip I'm giving you. I'm literally giving this to you the day before you can start your booking. Okay, now let's go further. We got Casting Crowns, we got Mendiza, whoever that is, and Building 429. Building 429, what a great name. I mean, the name says it all, doesn't it? Well, what about Building 613 or Building 823? Anyway, building 429, the package includes seven days of six nights of accommodations at Walt Disney World, Swan, and Dolphin Hotel, evening concerts by the best Christian rock bands, five days in Walt Disney World Park Hopper Pass for each guest, an additional ticket for the water parks, nine holes of golf, Disney Quest, or ESPN Worldwide of Sports, and an exclusive character breakfast. Maybe that means Goofy will come out and serve me my my, my Mickey Mouse-shaped pancakes. I mean, what more could you want in life? Anyway, and then all benefits of a Disney vacation. It shows the, the rock bands and stuff. And then, here it is, booked by December 15th. So if we get on the bandwagon, collectively, as a group, okay, book by December 15th and receive $100 in Illuminate bucks. I'm not making this up. Illuminate. Why don't they just say Illuminati bucks? I mean, because that's exactly what they are, basically. Magic Kingdom, man. So, if we book by December 15th, we're going to get $100 in Illuminate bucks to be spent on Illuminate merchandise. Boy, they're really driving that one word home quite a bit. I wonder why. It has nothing to do with the Illuminati, I'm sure. They've only mentioned it three times on this very limited verbiage message. Hmm. So, if you want to know more, go to illuminatevacation.com. I hate to say it, but a $25 reservation fee will be added by over-the-phone bookings. So, you probably want to try to do this online, so you save yourself that $25. Anyway, so yeah, um, let's uh have a picture of the old Magic Kingdom there. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to let down my guard, and let, let my hair down here, and, and just, you know, go with it. I'm going to go with it. You know, I'm sick of myself. I'm sick of being a fuddy-duddy. I'm sick of my puritanical, prudish ways. And I'm just going to bust out. I got to do it, you know. Anyway, I'm just kidding. So anyway, if you want to see my eight-part teaching I've done on Disney Exposed, where we get into some of the more horrifically satanic aspects of Disney and what it stands for and the pedophilia and, and all of the wicked, sick, perverted things that Disney's all about. And I'm not even... Pretty much, even scratching the surface of how wicked and evil Disney is, um, you know. I mean, I don't know if a lot of you know, but they have their Gay Day in the summer, and I, it's like around June where they have just the gays flood the park, and they do all kind of stuff in the open, and the people are never warned. So a lot of families are there, and their their kids are exposed to you know guys making out and women. You know, it's it's really a sick, sick. Um, d- just disgusting affair, and they do that once a year, and, and it's a well known that uh, I believe it's at least 40% of the higher up executives in Disney are all gay, and so it's a very, very wick, wicked, sick, twisted place, that if you want to know more about that, my links to these are going to be on page, uh, probably about 15, of this teaching for November 11, 2012. Now, since we mentioned casting crowns. Casting Crowns is working alongside their ministry partner, Global Youth Ministries, to provide the following resources for youth leaders. Okay? And I, this is right off their website. Okay? And none of this stuff I'm making up, this isn't, this isn't even from, like, Christian sources trying to expose them. This is just what they're openly admitting to. I'm just documenting it is all I'm doing. Currently, these, um, these following, the, 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 the current two top-of-the-list resources, Casting Crowns, working with their ministry partner, Global Youth, is trying to bring to youth leaders, are they're promoting Alien Night and Area 51. So here, I'm going to go ahead and play the little clip right from their website. This is right from castingcrowns.com resources. They have a little YouTube video. And I'm just going to play this so that we can hear it. You can tell yourself... I'm reading off off the ad. The rustling in the bushes. Ooh, it's scary. I'm getting scared. I don't think I can take much more. Is your imagination? So you can tell yourself the rustling in the bushes is your, is your imagination. But This is how they're promoting. I believe is this Alien Night? Oh yeah, and then you see a gray alien going to the cornfield. A real, like it lo- really looked real, actually. It doesn't change the fact. We're being invaded. Yeah. Now watch this. Now this is a real clip here from YouTube. Watch this. Here he comes. Here he comes. <laughs> Taylor was just watching it. It scared her. They're coming. This is what casting crowns is putting us out. They're coming. That looked... i tell you what. That That clip looked legitimate. It was a... It was a pretty substantial alien. This is Alien Night that they're promoting now. So, yeah, they're um, they're promoting Alien Night, which I think is good. I mean, it's not like they're trying to expose the alien agenda. No, it says they're coming. And we can try to, you know, convince ourselves that this isn't the case. But this is what one of their wonderful resources for their youth ministry. Not trying to expose anything, they're just trying to actually play off it. And, and, and ride on the coattails of Mr. Alien, and, and just scare people into that whole agenda. Now let's look at their Area 51 YouTube video. Area 51... Hey
1: guys, Mark Hall here, and let's talk about Area 51. Uh, we had a lot of fun on this one. We even tacked on it. A- so they do
0: garbage like this all the time, where they incorporate some worldly theme into their youth ministry thing. And this is a guy speaking on, cast, on a Casting Crowns website, YouTube channel. Um, you can even see, if you click on the video, it says Casting Crowns. And this is their wonderful youth pastor. He's going to enlighten us on what their agenda is about the Area 51 sermon in a nutshell.
1: It's a Wednesday night outreach event. Everybody comes dressed in alien glowy garb and you have black lights everywhere. And it's just a big fun thing.
0: So we can all don our alien outfits. I know I've got at least four or five just laying around because you know me. I like to collect them. And so, yeah, we can all dress up like gray aliens. Now, I think I should be a large gray alien because I'm a little bit bigger than the small ones. I'm kind of a big guy. So I probably couldn't pull off the small gray thing. Maybe a reptilian, maybe a large gray, but definitely not one of those small little drone gray aliens. I just don't think it it would happen. But anyway, we could all don our little alien outfits and come and gather and, you know, act like aliens and, you know, do fun stuff. I mean, but anyway, here we go
1: also do a devotion you know we're aliens and strangers you were not a human being
0: oh isn't that special they're going to do a devotion where we were aliens to to christ and now we're reconciled to him through the blood of jesus christ and we're going to literally dress up like an alien to 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 exemplify this i love it how they'll use any ungodly worldly theme in order to justify some disgusting little sermon they want to spew forth but hey it's all good because as long as they do it in the name of christ nothing really matters anything goes
1: spiritual being on a human journey, fun little things you can do uh, with devotional thoughts of those. Side note, when you do a big costume theme night, you don't need to get really, really deep into some serious
0: Bible study. Oh, of course not. We don't want to get it big, deep into some serious Bible study in a costume night. It's all about F-U-N fun! That's all that matters is fun! Now, do a keyword search in the Bible for fun. I'm sorry, but you're just not going to find the word even occurring one time, but hey... Who cares what the Bible says, right? Anything goes. We make up who we think God is. It's our own interpretation, right? I mean, the heart's not deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who, who can know it? The Bible doesn't really say that. The Bible doesn't say who trusteth in his own heart is a fool, does it? No, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Nah, it doesn't say that. We'll just ignore all those verses. Let's continue. We
1: got kids out there with like three eyes and like four arms, and are trying to worship. You know,
0: so you uh, yeah, that, 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 that's that's bad. I mean, when you have somebody up there with three eyes and four arms, it is hard to worship. It is hard to raise your hands to God when you got four arms, and two of them are fake, and you have your third eye to Shiva open or whatever. I mean, it is these are these are challenges that you're going to have on any typical alien night that you would have in a church. And I know I've been to many. I mean, I've put on probably five or 600 alien nights in the church I was at last. I mean, and we had one every weekend. I'm no, just kidding. But anyway, I mean, it's, it's just... I'm, I'm saying all this to just dramatize how insane what goes on in the average church has actually become.
1: Kind of light on those, but it's a good friend event. Now, the theme Area 51, here's how we rolled with it. The way we treated it was that Area 51, the government is so tired of being pressured and talked about as though they're hiding aliens, because we all know they're not. They have turned Area 51 into a resort for all the public. So, when you kick off...
0: We could go there, and we could get sacrificed to maybe one of the reptilians that live underneath. Or we could take a flight in a UFO. We could do whatever we want to do. We, I mean, it's a resort now. I mean, up until now, if you even got, like... Five miles from the outer fence, because they keep moving the fence back. You were literally at risk of your own life of getting shot or killed. Co- but hey, let's turn it into a resort. Let's just, you know, hey, come on, let's just, let's just unshackle ourselves here for a moment. We'll, we'll, we'll have a, like a little fun spa thing going on there.
1: This series, and you show up. You've got Men in Black stationed all over the place. Black, just like the movie. Right? Oh, good, Men in Black and guarding everything, and the other people, uh, volunteers, are like. Uh, gopher from the Love Boat and Julie. Hey, everything's going to be great. Don't oh, worry. good. We,
0: we bring in Gopher and Julie from the Love Boat. What about Captain Steubing and Isaac? Remember Isaac, um, the, the bartender? And then who else do we have? Okay, we've got Captain Steubing. we got Isaac, the bartender. we got Julie, the hostess. you got Gopher, who was like the gopher. Um, I can't think of anyone else. I don't know. Anyway, but, the, but so he brings the Love Boat whole theme into this as well.
1: But those guys, this is Area Fifty One. There are no aliens here, right? So what will happen is, as you're in, and the videos will will show you, as they go into their first day at Area One Resort and Spa, they realize that something has happened. There has been aliens that have uh, crash landed into the site, and uh, now they have to lock down the facility, oh. and they have to train you, the teenager, on how to deal with these aliens. And as the as the plot unfolds, you will see that the aliens, there are three of them. There's the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh in
0: the pride of life. Oh, they, isn't that wonderful how they will try to incorporate some type of biblical theme into something totally wicked and ungodly. is that special? I mean, I really feel a Hallmark moment brewing here. Maybe some type of gigantic group hug among all the aliens.
1: Uh, it, it unfolds as the director of the facility slowly starts picking apart at our team uh, that's trying to solve the case. You start realizing he is actually... Satan, and the way that sin comes to you and the way that enemy attacks you is the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. Cool references to Jesus' temptation uh, in the desert, as well as the John verses where he spoke of those three things. Now, uh, the team that is coming in to train your teenagers on how to capture all of the monsters are the Scooby Gang, and that's a big The Scooby
0: Gang! I love Scooby-Doo! I don't know about you! You had what Velma, Scooby, Shaggy—I mean, the whole gang. They're going to be the ones that come in and then liberate all of the the people that are there. I mean, this is just great. This is just wonderful.
1: As revealed, right? So, right in the middle of we've got to lock the facility down. We've got to get through this. We're going to train you. We have a special team coming in. All of a sudden, the, the Scooby Gang—a Scooby-Doo music comes up, and the gang comes on, all dressed up. A lot, a lot of fun. You can show the videos, but we also—they're going to play scripts. the Scooby music you can too. Customize yourself, make it better, do whatever you want. But uh, it was a lot of fun doing this thing.
0: I bet, I-, I bet it was. I mean, man, amazing. Anyway, I wanted just to kind of show you that, and I'm sure that this ministry is doing again, like the Life Church with their biker, Renaissance pirate, tattoo, debauchery fest. I'm sure that this ministry, working with Casting Crowns Global Youth Ministries. Is doing a similar teaching to us today, and exposing you know all the the ways that our um, our liberties are being taken away, and the absolute unbelievably satanic agenda of Barack Obama and his handlers are imposing on us. I'm sure that they're at the very spear tip of trying to expose evil, and you can tell you know obviously by the types of ministry that they have that that's what they're all about. So let's go further here. Had another email from a Jimmy, and he said, "Is casting crowns are the hidden Luciferians?" said, hello Scott, I've listened to some of your teachings so far on Hidden Luciferians in the Christian community. Now, I give you those links. It's about 11 teachings that I've done on Hidden Luciferians in the Christian community. A lot of them I've got that we went over were Christian rock bands. Okay? A lot of in-your-face flagrant signs that they are literally Luciferians. And a lot of other people that are actually in ministry. About 11-part teaching. I'm still not done with it. I've got Quite a bit more to do. Uh, But it's been put on the back burner for quite a while because of all the breaking current events and things of this nature. He goes on to say, Thank you so much for them. They've enabled me to detect other possible hidden Luciferians. You're right. It makes sense that Satan would impact, implant his ministers within the church. In fact, Jesus told us to expect tares among the wheat. Tares like like weeds, among the wheat, which would be considered true Christians. So anyway, thank you, I have found another Christian band that may need to be, need exposing, casting crowns. On the cover of their latest CD, although to be fair, it's not the final cover, a member of the band can clearly be seen doing the Masonic hidden hand gesture, and they did change the cover, just so you know. Uh, the same gesture gesture that David Jeremiah was caught doing, and we've done some exposés on him as well. This is a tough one for me because I've liked their music. Do you think it's possible that the member doing the gesture could be the only one who is the hidden Luciferian in the band and not the whole band? What are your thoughts? Well, you know, it's hard for me to be dogmatic on that one. Uh, I would have to say that this gesture in relation to the then this is one point where if you're not following along um, you would really want to try to follow along with the PDF as we're wa- because this we're really getting into a lot of pictures here, and it's it's a cover of Casting Crowns' last um, thing that they actually changed. But this guy's clearly doing this hidden hand gesture, which is a very satanic, freemasonic gesture that's been done for centuries to indicate um, this allegiance to the hidden hand. The cover's right here, I got a picture of it, the actual link that he gave me, because I've been sitting on this for a while, it had actually changed, so I actually found a picture of it online. So the guy's clearly doing it, he's like right in, almost right in the middle, and he's the only one doing this gesture, and it looks very, very strange. It's like, you know, the the gesture Napoleon does where he has has his hand half hidden in his jacket when you see those pictures? And coincidentally enough, we have Obama posing like Napoleon on the cover of Newsweek now, um, or a caricature of him, essentially. We've got that same thing that Napoleon was doing, and this guy from Casting Crowns is doing it. And I mean, it looks very, it's not just like having your hand in your pocket. It looks very out of place, strange, and it's like deliberate, Okay, so then what I did is I started looking at other pictures of casting crowns online, widely available, and their "Life Songs Live" album. You could interpret their lead singer on stage is you only see half his hand, and it's it's in the exact same pose, and he's got his arm up, so you can only see half of the hand, and it looks like that a very very similar pose. Again, uh, occultists do these types of things in in. Partly subtle, partly not so subtle fashion. But an occultist who would be looking at this would know what they're looking at. And then there's another, looks like another album cover that I found. And the woman, half of her hand is actually hidden. It's in that exact same 90 degree thing. And I thought that that was also kind of telling. Now, what we want to do is compare these to the hidden hand pictures that are available. And I actually found a study on the hidden hand online. And what we have here is, a, from Freemason, it's the sign of the second master of the second veil. And it's that sign where he's literally got his hand totally inside of his um, suit, and his arms at a 90 degree angle, and his hand is hidden inside, like the buttons, typically you have to put them in there so your hand's not seen. And then we see other pictures here, and again, you're really going to have to follow along with this Um from a visual standpoint, because I just can't convey all this stuff obviously because it's an audio. Now we have all these other people doing this particular same gesture in today's day and age. This is a picture of Coheed and Cambria, whoever that is. Uh, looks like some rock band. And then a, a guy named River Viper. Uh, one of my favorites actually. I don't even know who the guy is. And he's, he's doing an Illuminati, two Illuminati hand gestures. Uh, the hidden, hand. but they're all doing this hidden hand gesture. Then we got a looks to be a band called Spoon, and they're the one of the main guys doing it there. And then we have some guy named Mark Anthony, and um, he's doing it. And then we've got a picture of a film fair, and it's a guy, real metrosexual looking dude on a cover, and it's called Bollywood Stars Checkered, and it's some guy doing that, some big star dude. Uh, doing that right on the cover. And then we have a picture of the Beatles and Paul McCartney doing it. And all the Beatles are standing in this field. And Paul McCartney is clearly making this hand gesture. He's got a little suit jacket on. He's doing it in there. Then we have the actual... There's a advertisement for Mother Teacher Destroyer by the Hidden Hand, a heavy metal band. There's a heavy metal band named the Hidden Hand. And it has, like, you know, they all-knowing out Lucifer. It has the... And it's just, it's an album cover. Then we have Johnny Depp on the cover of Rolling Stones doing this, clearly. I mean, these aren't things they're trying to hide. Then we have, looks like Hosni Husni Mubarak doing it in a family picture. And now, again, I'm only posting a fraction of the pictures on this one web link. Just a fraction. i give you the link if you want to see all of them. I, I would have, The PDF would have probably been 100 pages had I posted all of them. So... I just wanted, I, I think that by the pictures we're seeing here, you're going to get the picture. No pun intended. Anyway, Kyan West doing it. And uh, rock rapper dude, I guess. And then we've got Colin Powell posing with Arafat. And that's really creepy because Arafat and him are holding hands. And that's a little too creepy for my taste. Anyway, we got Colin Powell doing it. And again, it's very weird when you see it because it's like very out of place. It looks just looks strange. we got Tom Hanks doing it. And um, then we've got a like a- Ro- Ronald Reagan, like one of his original campaign things, and they've got a caricature of him doing this. Then we've got Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, and it looks like I guess Robert De Niro, yeah, when he was younger, he's doing it. And then we've got a picture of Sarah Palin, Todd Palin, and their family. And this is Todd Palin, and he's clearly doing this. They're doing, a, it looks like a pledge allegiance to the flag, or maybe it's the national anthem. This was the husband of vice presidential candidate Sarah Palin. He's clearly doing it, uh, this hidden hand gesture. Then we've got Bell politician doing it, and then some guy named Sammy Nasseri. He's doing, evidently there's variations of this. There's one with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, where he's just actually got like a fist on his chest. This is a variation of it. You still can't see the fingers though. It gives you the same effect though. Now, I, I think there's, uh, in the Illuminati with these hand gestures, there's always variations of how a particular thing can be signaled or done. Then we've got a guy, uh, who is the Crown Prince of Alexander of Yugoslavia. He's claiming to the throne of Serbia. This was, this looks like it was done in the 1950s maybe. His name is Alexander Karađorđević. Um, he's clearly doing it in this picture. And then we get the pictures get older and older, so you can see that this isn't some just modern day thing. Here's four early Soviet era, era Gulag camp commandants giving the hidden hand signal for the cameraman. They're all doing it. Okay. Here's a guy named Mikhail Levandovsky who's giving the hidden hand in the photo. He's flanked by um, two other guys that give their names, and these three men were deeply involved in the bloody 1917 Communist Rev- Russian Revolution. And here's one where, where we have the Skull and Bones Society, who, you know, we've got George Bush Sr., Jr., a lot of other people, their dad, Prescott Bush, and a lot of other politicians that were involved in the Skull and Bones. And... Um, and this is the skull and bones at Yale, this is their secret death fraternity, and they've got the skull in the middle, literal, real skulls with, looks like femur bones underneath it, and um, one of the guys, at the very uh, edge of the picture, the right, if you're looking at it, it'll be on your left, um, he is clearly doing this hidden hand signal, in the actual, their skull and bones official picture. Um, it, and this goes all, This picture is believed to be taken in the mid-1800s. So again, this isn't something that just happened yesterday. So anyway, we got that. So there's some information for you there. Now let's go to the next um, little thing here. We're almost done uh, because there's a lot of pictures that we went to and that took up a lot of the study. Uh, this is a listener comment on orbs, Ouija boards, pendulums, and DC talk. Uh, greetings in Jesus' mighty name, Doctor Scott. I skipped straight to part four because you mentioned orbs. This is one of the recent teachings I did on orbs. Wouldn't you believe one of my clients had a Ouija board pendulum in his office? This man called himself a pastor. Now, there's different ways you can have Ouija boards. Okay, there's the, you can literally have a pendulum where you have like a. This is one of the ways that the early um, some of the Jewish mysticism. They did. There, I, I had seen something, uh episode on the show not too long ago, it was called a Dybbuk box, and it's a very, very nefarious container for an evil spirit, essentially. And it's just, it's. I would say this would be, you'd look at this like with the Kabbalah and Jewish mysticism and magic, which is very high-level stuff. And in this particular thing, they were showing that they had this... Um, I think it was like, I don't know if it's like the Jewish alphabet or something, and they actually had this pendulum, and the pendulum would literally go over and spell things. So there's different ways Ouija boards, it's not just the Ouija board we think of where they have the little thing and you have your hands on it it, and it literally goes to the letters. That's a demon doing that work. That's a demon's forming the words. You can also have pendulums that do the same thing, is the point I'm trying to make. Anyway, so... One of his clients had a Ouija board pendulum in his office, and this man called himself a pastor. Why doesn't that surprise me? Anyway, I was so bothered spiritually by that demonic tool that at one point I had to stop and ask him what he was doing there. He said it was just a gift from a witch friend of his. Oh, hey, you know, I mean... Don't worry, if a witch gives you something, don't worry, it's fine. Bring it in your house, I'm sure it's not cursed, it's, it's not going to bring any evil on yourself, su- I mean, it's, it's fine, I'm just kidding, obviously it's the exact opposite. So, he even bragged, this pastor, saying that although the pendulum moved on its own, it was not powered by electricity or batteries. At a given point, he had to leave his office, and I was just there by myself. The pendulum started to move on its own, which is always a good sign, you know. And it moved left to right, up and down. I was so spiritually bothered by it that in the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuked it. Needless to say, it immediately stopped moving. Okay, There is no greater name. Praise the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. The following night, I woke up at 3 a.m. for no reason. And as I turned from side to side, I saw a bright blue glowing orb floating in the middle of my bedroom up in the air. I was not afraid, but I silently stared at it for a few seconds. Then the blue orb flew from the middle of the bedroom, passed by my side, and disappeared into the wall next to me. Since I had never seen or heard of such a thing, I spent the following day in prayer, trying to find out from the Lord what exactly it was. Was it an angel, or was it a demon? Naturally speaking, it was hard to tell because the color was so beautiful. Now remember, Satan can come in an angel of light. Satan can come in the, as the most beautiful, angelic angel that you could ever even possibly comprehend. So that's not the That's not a good test for, you know, if it's of God or if it's not. So you have to understand that. Our heart can deceive us. So um, he felt no particular feelings of emotion when he saw it, such as goosebumps we get from a demonic presence. On the following night, I slept like a baby. At breakfast on the next morning, though, the first thing my wife asked me, astonishingly, was, didn't you hear me scream from the top of my lungs last night? She went on to say that she woke up, quote, for no reason at about 3 a.m., and she saw at the foot of our bed a 13-foot-tall hunchback demon looking for something on the floor. I don't know, maybe he lost his wallet. I don't know. Anyway, just kidding. Me. So she was so terrified by it that, he, that it screamed, that she screamed. When the demon actually realized that she was seeing him, it ran by her, the side of her bed, and vanished into the wall next to her. My wife said, despite its size and terrible figure, it seemed like it was more terrified of me than, than I of it. On that night, after we came back home from work, I was praying and confused and asked the Lord, how come that demon had liberty into our house? It was then when the Holy Spirit showed me in a vision, it was as as if I was standing on top of the roof and I was casting out the demon off the Ouija board at my client's house. I understood that the demon had followed me home over the next, which can definitely happen. And it happens when people go and like they'll go to a horror movie and they'll be plagued by... Devils and demons, it, it, regardless of if they're a Christian or not. Okay, I'm not saying that if you're a Christian, you're not, you don't have um, the Holy Spirit as protection. But if you deliberately open yourself up to stuff, and I'm not saying he did, but somebody that go to a horror movie and they come back and they're plagued like this paranormal, whatever that show is, what's it called Parano- a paranormal activity. Okay, I've heard a lot of those accounts of people watching that show and like they go home from the movie theater and like they're messed up for like months and they got all kind of weird, crazy stuff going on in their house afterwards. So you got to be real careful about this this type of stuff. Um, over the next hour, as we proceeded to cast it out completely, the demonic presence was so strong I could barely breathe. But once it was gone, the presence of the Lord came upon us, and we haven't had any incidents ever since. Now, I've got a teaching... <sighs> if you key in, like, um, dealing with evil entities, in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, I've got... a You'll find one of the teachings I did on a PDF where it'll take you through a lot of the things that you can do bat- to battle things like this, okay, from a spiritual standpoint. Uh, going further, um, but once it was gone, the presence of the Lord came upon us, and we haven't had any incidents ever since. This happened during our last winter. Since then, I've also done a great deal of research about orbs, their colors, and meanings, and when they appear. I pretty much agree. 100% with everything you said, this is an all-out attack from hell against us, but the gates of hell will not prevail. Bring it on. I've also noticed that widespread demonic manifestation of what is called sleep paralysis in shadow people. The world needs our intervention and spiritual help more than ever. Now, I've talked about sleep paralysis in my supernatural teaching because it happened to me. And I'm, gonna tell, and I'm not going to give away the story, but it was one of the most heavy-duty things that's ever happened to me in my life, ever. Okay, and so shadow people, that actually happened in the same time I had the sleep paralysis, essentially. So, if you want to know about my experience with sleep paralysis and shadow people, key and supernatural in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. It's my, the title of it's like my supernatural experiences. It's my, one of my main testimonies. So, then he goes on to say, I also wanted to share the following picture. It's the cover of the new album of an alleged Christian artist called Toby Mack, former DC Talk member. And it's this, like the all knowing eye of Lucifer on the cover. And it says Toby Mac, eye on it. Okay, not eye on him, like Jesus, like capital H, it's eye on it. Oh, that's so, that sounds so spiritual. That sounds so holy and godly. I mean, wow. I mean, it's got the all knowing eye of Lucifer, which is one of the main. Uh, things of the Illuminati. I mean, just, you know, well, I mean, wh- where, where do I sign up? So, again, I did that whole... And I give you the links here to the teachings I did on the um, Hidden Luciferians in American Culture, Politics, Academia, and the Christian Community. Uh, 11-part teaching. I give you all the links to that. And then the teaching I did on the Pet Sin of Christian Rock. And then I also gave you some other links regarding... um DC Talk, but let me go back to this. Then he, he ends by saying, can you believe it? Why not call it eye on Eyes on Him, as in Hebrews 12.2? But no, it's Eye on It. Eye on It. <laughs> what does that mean? Anyway, my response. I, yes, I agree, and I am posting my teaching on the subject, in case you have not heard it. Oh, here's the link to the teaching. My Testimony and Supernatural Experiences. You can go to the last page of the PDF, click on it, and you don't even have to search for it on my website. And then I'd give you a series of other links here on DC Talk Exposed. Um, so you can click on that. DC Talk, Kevin Max says, I'd love to hang out with Marilyn Manson. And he said it. I didn't say it. DC Talk, Kevin Max says, i love, quote, I'd love to hang out with Marilyn Manson. The most evil, wicked, evil, Antichrist, devil rock star Probably on the planet. If that, if that guy could look any more demonic, I don't know how he could pull it off. I, I mean, if you've ever even seen a picture of him, it's, it's just beyond description how evil the guy is. What he does during his concerts, I can't even go into that because it's so profane and so evil and so vile. I can't even can't even go into it. I couldn't even say it on air. It's so bad. And this guy, a Christian rock band, yeah, man, I'd love to hang out with Marilyn Manson. That's that's good, that's good. That's that's really fruit of the spirit there, if I have ever seen it. So, yeah, he said that, and then uh, the, they sing that song, Jesus Freak. DC Talk is of the devil. DC Talk openly admits to watching one of the Nine Inch Nails videos. Nine Inch Nails is a very, very hard rock, nasty, satanic group, like Marilyn Manson. And they liked... Maxwell's style of evidently Nine Inch Nails. And then he said, we have seen some of Simon's work with Nine Inch Nails. And then he goes on to make more statements. So they are they like Nine Inch Nails too. Um, and then there's a, a couple other links here exposing them. And then you have all the links I've done that I just mentioned. So that's all we have for today. Um, I will go ahead and um, close this out in a word of prayer. Let me Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and all you've given us, Lord. I praise you, Lord God, for your goodness and your mercy. I thank you for letting us come together for another um, teaching, Lord. I pray that your word and your truth would go forth. That you give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive, Lord. That we would pray and or fast in such a way manner regarding these issues that you would convict us to. I pray, Lord God, that you would continue to use the church, your remnant, as salt and light against this wickedness, this evil, that it would be exposed, that um, your remnant would act in such a way and manner as you see fit, and that we would not fear man, for the fear of man bringeth a snare, but that we would fear God, and um, we we would love love our own lives, not unto the death, if necessary, Lord, by the word of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, that we would love our lives not unto the death. I pray that that would be our attitude in the name of Jesus Christ, that you supernaturally equip us uh, with courage to face these things, Lord, that we would rem- remember to put on the full armor of God every day, that you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, that you would, uh, we would stand your word, Lord, that you would keep us strong, and um, vessels fit for the Master's use. We thank you, Lord. I pray that your name be glorified through your remnant. I pray you bless the innocent, the weak, the widows, the orphans, those that cannot defend themselves. That you would bless them, protect them, that your angels encamp around about them, the remnant, my listeners, Lord, the blood of Jesus Christ be over them. And I just pray you'd use us mightily in the days and times to come, that your name be glorified through us. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray, amen.